George Kelly Barnes, born July 18th, 1895, deceased July 18th, 1954, better known by his pseudonym Machine Gun Kelly, was an American gangster from Memphis, Tennessee, active during the Prohibition era. His nickname came from his favorite (laughs) weapon, a Thomas machine gun. He is best known for the kidnapping of oil tycoon and businessman Charles F. Urschel in July 1933, for which he and his gang collected a $200,000 ransom, around $4.2 million adjusted for inflation in today's dollars. Urschel had collected and left a considerable evidence that assigned the subsequent FBI investigation, which eventually led to Kelly's arrest in Memphis, Tennessee, on September 26, 1933. His crimes also included bootlegging, armed robbery, and the releasing of the album Mainstream Sellout. This week on My Taste of Music is Terrible, we talk Machine Gun Kelly. Drop the intro music. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe this is a good time to bring this conversation up because I've been thinking a lot about like separating art from the artist and I have a really hard time with that. That's why I can't listen to any of Haley Williams, like, um, solo solo stuff stuff. because I think Mm -hmm. she's a jerk (laughs) and, and like, I, I just like, I can't get on board with her and uh, yeah. And like Ollie Sykes stomping on you know chris from Coldplay's table during the you know bbc music awards just made him such a it was like i'll never listen to your music because you're such a dork and so like it's really hard like even for like i saw the guy i was checking out at uh, tnc which is a grocery store and the guy ringing up my groceries had a brand new tattoo not like a brand new tattoo but like a brand new the band tattoo he had the spaceman on his arm mm-hmm. and i was like oh cool like i like your tattoo that's a great album and i was thinking about it because like jesse lacy from uh from brand new was r- recently it came out that like he would exploit like sexual acts from like underage girls and that's like a big deal um and he didn't even like face any time for it because they didn't like press charges or something weird happened where like he didn't have to do any time. Um, and that I can't like listen to the lyrics that like brand new wrote without framing it through the mind of somebody that would do a thing like that. Mm. And so like, I feel like because I don't, I just, I don't, I, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly as a person. And, like, he's made, like, interesting, stupid... Like, everyone has said, oh, my God, I've... On this podcast alone, I've said maybe so many offensive, stupid things that I hope nobody uses over a soundbite <laughs> on any YouTube video ever. But there, there's there been some things where it's kind of like, ah, like, I don't know if you should say that. Like, like that uh, Kendall Jenner yeah, is probably the biggest his, one. I mean, his, like, beef with Eminem where he made a comment about Eminem's daughter being like really hot and she's 16 and like he has a 12 year old daughter. And so it's a little bit like, come on, man. Like, um, and so with you guys, is that a hard thing to separate the art from the artist or is that something that we're just kind of like, it's part of it. 
you're getting into like it's part of like I, I like how B phrased that like having that compassion like understanding somebody's background and their story. Um, it, is that an easy thing for you guys? Because I can't listen to brand new anymore. <laughs> sure. I think that if that's the case, then you, you can't listen to anybody anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and everybody's I mean, wrong. It's like speaking specifically to the like the early 2000s pop punk and emo bands, like mm -hmm. the whole like exploitation of younger girls was mm -hmm. freaking rampant, mm -hmm. rampant back then. Like, and oh, you know, yeah. as like mm -hmm. time has progressed, like all kinds of people like right. vocalists and lead singers and drummers and you know, all of these people that we admired growing up in the scene and like actively going to their shows on the weekends and you know, like all the, all of that stuff. Right. You think back and it's like nostalgic, but then you like, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, you're coming to find out that all of these people that you admired were just massive right. piles of crap. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, and like, you know, to like, yeah, to, the, to be fair, like if you take it a step further, literally, I mean, it's worldly, right? Like it's worldly. Right. The people that are living in the world are of the world and they're going to do things right. that are worldly. Well, and it, it's interesting too to like hold people to like I feel like more not like morality is shifting but like we um how can I say it without saying it um it, yeah like you're you're completely right and I feel like morality is something where I'm not saying this correctly um Nathan you talk <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't it's like I, I I know exactly what you're saying like they're yeah. they're in the world right they have that mindset and holding them I, I it's like you're man you're writing songs that like are sad and you're like that are sad and discouraging and you're lost well because you're sad and discouraged and lost like of course you're gonna write a song like that yeah right yeah um yeah. so Dodoy um and I, I think it's stupid again to like expect expect the the world to act safe when they're not mm -hmm. right and that's foolish and that's yeah and you're right and like every single person that has ever written a song ever or recorded recorded it is also in that same exact boat right yeah it's and to i also feel like um just the way that it's it's the balancing act right because like you're gonna have like i, I can't watch the cosby show anymore right because it's like, that's just uncomfortable now. But then it's like, well, somebody dug up a bunch of offensive James Gunn tweets and Disney right. fired him, right? And it's like, those are two categorically different things, right? right. I would say. And so in to, like specifically MGK's case, I don't know that he's ever done anything illegal or, right. you know, right? Like he's made and comments. And when he made the Ke Kendall Jenner comment, that was like eight years ago yeah it's been a while and and i so like i know people can change i think it's just for me um and, and you're right like b's point is true like you couldn't listen to anyone right like if you if you if you said i will not listen to someone who's ever made a comment i disagreed with it's like okay like it kind of reminded <laughs> me of like when people were like we're gonna boycott target because they have gender neutral bathrooms and it's like well if you're gonna go down that line of reasoning they were like we're not gonna buy oreos because you know they had a pride flag for for one month or something and it's like well then you can't interact with anything you uh, know right. any brand or whatever so yeah so yeah. it depends on what they did right like i can't watch house of cards because of kevin spacey right like there's some things that i'm like okay this is a big deal but for mgk i think it's a combination of 
it was a comment and not an action. And I think there's a difference. And then it was a while ago and I, I people can change. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it, it definitely makes me color what they say in a different way than I would if I didn't know they'd made a comment like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether that's fair or not. Um, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, even just like two weeks ago, I made a comment about like, um, like how things would be different. <laughs> That was a rehashing of a comment yeah. that we cut out of an episode. Please don't do that yeah, again. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like you could, I mean, you could definitely say like when I was like, um, you know, if I were on one of those planes, like you could totally use that. Okay. All right. As a sound bite. Uh, mark that. Welcome back from this cut. I didn't say that though. I said, if I said that. that right. Or even, I mean, you know, that's been a, a running really inappropriate gag. Be on this season, <laughs> just some <laughs> classic national tragedy humor. I I like to be very inappropriate all of the time. So yeah, it's the only time we edit the episode. <laughs> yeah, we we mostly don't edit this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I guess to summarize though, because we kind of we were doing a trackless rundown, and I think we just well, yeah exploded it to a much higher altitude view of this album. Um, so I'm glad we did. I would say that, like for me, any problems I might have with it are not necessarily inherently with the album itself. It's more of how I characterize the nature of it, like mm-hmm. my, like how I view whether or not he's feeling insecure, how I view how he feels about women or whatever. You know, it's like not necessarily empirical. It's just eye projection of what I think he's like. Yeah. Um, except for the one lyric. There was one lyric that made me really mad where he said, I could have made Donda. And I was like, no, you could not have. Get, get out of here. I, yeah, that, get, get that my wife's was name the out of only, your mouth. That was, <laughs> that was the only comment that actually made me mad on this, on this album. I was like, homie, you, I don't even like Kanye. And you, you, you need to respect him. To, no. quote, to quote Anthony Fantano, he said, MGK couldn't have even made Donda 2, <laughs> which, <laughs> which made me laugh because that was that album yeah. was a dumpster fire. No, mm-hmm. um, but I th- I think that that's a good discussion to be had, like the separating art from the artist, because I don't know if we've ever gotten into that on the show. Right, and we've talked yeah, about really. a lot of controversial. Yeah, that's true. We kind of did with Paramore, right? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. but it was more just like I don't really like her, and then we moved on. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> That's fair. And I, okay, I do want to say too that like literally nobody that is like in the pop punk scene is really punk. Mm-hmm. Like no one is actually one hundred percent punk, and like it, that's like the other comforting thing because I think that's like a really stupid argument because it's like, dude, like you think Blink is punk? Like, come on, man! Like. <laughs> They play venues. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I, yeah. I will say also to, to I think hugely to this album's credit, every review, like even strongly negative reviews that I've listened to about this album, the biggest problem they have is same as mine, which is a projection of what, you know, their interpretation of the lyrics, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never been about the, you know, the actual album itself and just in terms of musicianship, production, whatever. It, like, there's, I haven't heard any complaints about that. So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, same as mine too. Like, I didn't, I don't like rap, so I didn't listen to him before. The most I heard about him was his um, thing with Eminem and then him doing this. So I'm sure that's coloring it. I would, I would love to meet him. His name's Colson, right, B? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coulson. Technically, it's Richard Colson Baker. Right. Whoa. Who was born on April 22nd. Wait. So, okay. Do you know, <laughs> was, did he name himself after the gangster then? Um, so he did not. Uh, the nickname came from um, like others with how rapid he could rap. Very uh, similar with like, you know, like uh, Eminem, like his ability to like to spit. That's where it came from. Oh, mm. maybe that's why that's cool. rap is called rap because it's rapid. <gasps> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Did we just, I think we just won. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, let's talk about makeup sex. I listen to hip hop and rapid. <laughs> Haven't experienced it, but I want to. Listen, that's my favorite song on this album. Really? Hmm. Yes, it is. <laughs> Interesting. It is a summertime bop. Windows yeah, down, that. driving, like cruising. This is the song you want to listen to. Yeah, it's a standout for sure. It yeah. has a good groove. That's mm-hmm. what I wrote down. Uh, the music groove. video. He's literally just in a room full of cats, and I'm like, yeah. I want to be there. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this one too. Uh, when I first heard it, I was kind of like, okay, like fine. Um, and it, it's definitely grown on me as I've listened to the album more. Again, I'm not crazy about the whole, like, we have a toxic relationship, but it's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) We hate each other, but we like each other. Like the Joker Harley Quinn thing. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's not sexy. It's called toxic. Yeah. Um, also, who's Black Bear? He is another rapper that is also very good and was on the new Avril Lavigne album as well. Oh, okay. I like They're Black all Bear. on tour this summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, Black Bear is pretty good. Yep. I think we all can agree Black yeah. Bear is pretty good. That was my second favorite feature on this record. I didn't rank the features. I, I, did, I only ranked guys- the two. If you don't know like Black Bear's like stuff prior to recent stuff, um, his album Dead Roses, which I think was like his first one, so good, mm-hmm. so okay. good. Is he another rap give artist? It, give it a listen. Gone. No, he's not punk? rap at all, really. Oh, he's not. Oh, okay. He, not really. Um, I oh, would yeah. say like more, like, like yes, kind of hip hop, but more like alternative, like contemporary right. oh, okay. hip hop. Like, For does sure. that make sense? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think that like are like. It's he reminds me of like not nowhere not nothing nowhere or whatever that <laughs> he's never reminded nothing, me of not, nowhere no one <laughs> something like that but it, it, yeah it's like that same kind of vibe where it's like I wouldn't call this hip hop but I also wouldn't call it anything else mm. which again I love that people can make that kind of stuff right right like, it's not a genre it's like I just wanted to make this. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I, th- I feel like people call it emo rap. Okay. It's like what I've heard it labeled as, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I just think it was plain fun and crazy. Mm. Mm. Is that like, w- would that be like a like a girl in red? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. Because yeah. I, I love her album from yeah, last year. It's really good. I like so girl good. in green. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not a band. I'm just being an ass. Okay. I'm nervous because I have some some deep feels about the next song. So um, just to preface this, be anything with the word emo or the label emo, TK, um, 
will kind of rip to shreds a little. (laughs) Right. Well, because here's the deal. I do, I do think that it's irresponsible, the continued propagation um, of, of taking, you know, the emo label and just plastering it on things that are black or sad. Um, Sure. You know, and, and I, 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 you know, frankly, I just uh, think it's irresponsible. That's a that's a very elder emo thing of you to say. I yeah, I unfortunately <laughs> am that meme for sure. <laughs> you know the funny no, thing I though. Get that. The funny <laughs> thing though about the like elder emo memes is what I always see on like Instagram and stuff is like, oh, all the elder emos will know all these songs, and that's true. But not a single one of those songs are emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always that's like, right, where's right. Sunny Day yeah. Real Estate? <laughs> it's like yeah. TK's in the. In the corner of the party with Wait, his cup, like they you know, don't know. I know what real emo is. That's, yeah, that's, that's my literal entire existence. Oh my gosh, is that? <laughs> that well, meme. and it's just it 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 like I don't know, man. I just it's like, dude, uh, just listen to Sunday Day Real Estate. Like, come on, come on. I don't know, man. Listen to Pinkerton, and then oh even God, me saying Pinkerton. Pinkerton is emo would like make a lot of emo people mad. It it is hmm. funny that this song in particular. Fantano really hated because he said that the description was too vague. I didn't. I disagree. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I kind of disagree. There's a lot. Too. Like, he even made a parody where he's like, "I'm gonna describe a football player," and then he just <laughs> did a song that was like the most you generic. Have hair. Where's pants? Got skin. <laughs> Where's pants? But I, has shoes. I think that was a little unfair because, like, I went back and reread the lyrics after that, and I'm looking at them right now too, and it's like, okay, I mean, this isn't like every single girl in the world is this way, right? Like, this is definitely describing a type, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, and again, Willow's Willow's feature's great. I hadn't listened to anything she'd done since Whip My Hair Back and Forth, and I was not impressed with that. And this, I was like, dang, yeah. girls got pipes, and I mm-hmm. I liked this feature a lot. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, this, that's my favorite feature on the album, for sure. Same. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, Same literally me <laughs> i mean <laughs> true it is <laughs> um i'm glad that i can just express my views on emo and in, in, in a safe space right i i what i will say is he doesn't necessarily disqualify the person he's describing as emo right he I just mean, doesn't qualify her as emo right he he's never like and emo your emo. We never did that episode you proposed on what is emo. So frankly, <laughs> I don't know what emo is. Yeah. We, we instead did so, the March Sadness. We did tournament. do March oh, yeah, Sadness. That's true. Mm-hmm. But that was fun. That was fun. It was sad. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. 5150. I, what is 5150? I don't really, I didn't understand what that was. Let me tell you. 5150. Go for it, B. No, you. No, you, B. Well, I I think Uh, you should because I just looked it up today. And it seems like you actually know. Well, when you, well, I was going to say, when you're asking what is 5150, are you asking like, what is 5150 or the song? Because 5150 is, yeah. So 5150 is the, like, uh, the code word that they use over like police scanners for like someone's crazy. Like it, it's basically uh, if, if you say someone's being fifty one fifty, you're saying that they're being crazy. They're spe- insane. Specifically, someone who is having um, a severe enough mental episode to be yeah. detained against their will for up to seventy two hours. Whoa, whoa, whoa! In like a in like a mental like hospital type like facility, hmm. not like, like a psychiatric yeah. hospital, not like see also someone calls Panic at the Disco emo around me. 
<laughs> then Tanner has a fifty-one fifty. No, hey, we TK. shouldn't. We shouldn't. Wait, we shouldn't joke about that. Wait, aren't they? About that. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. We shouldn't joke about that. I'm. I'm just now being respectful. <laughs> I'm. I'm starting right now. Okay. Being respectful. Yeah, I will say that is one thing. Like, so I I looked up fifty one fifty today because I was like, I don't know what that means, um, and then it did kind of put a damper on the song. And I, it's again, I don't know any of Machine Gun Kelly's history or anything like that, so I don't know if like this is something that's happened to him or not. But um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like this this one. It almost feels like crossing a line if not where it's like okay if you're you're using this term in a way that is like not necessarily i don't know respectful i guess of like the actual occurrence of this in the real world yeah um i feel like the 5150 like it's been used a lot i mean van halen has an entire album called 5150 right. so i, I oh, really? it's nothing like Nothing new. Yeah. Um, There's also an amplifier called the 5150 by PV that every punk rock artist uses. Oh, was it intentionally named after this? I'm wondering. Probably. Interesting. I didn't I didn't know. Hmm. That's okay. I never thought about it, but maybe it was. Yeah. Maybe he just has so much punk cred that we can't even recognize <laughs> can't it. Ma- maybe <laughs> we're both very wrong. About maybe this. we're really stupid. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're I was going to say it's it's I feel like it's my like <laughs> naivety like my innocence mm-hmm. that i'm like this one almost feels like crossing a line are we getting dunked on by mgk <laughs> that's the thing this album is so meta that you think you understand uh, it it's so and punk, you criticize it tell. and then realize that it's criticizing you man he got me with the old boomerang <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah it um, is it's it is like probably my third favorite song on the album. Yeah, I really like the song. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's good. I liked it sonically. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> and then Paper Cuts, the one with the Donda line that I will never forgive him for. Oof. Yeah, that that's I just that song can suck it. I'm sorry. This is, this is I'm one sorry. of my least favorites for sure. I am curious so what the, the the rap section was uh, just added on for the album okay i was gonna ask what oh. the album edit because in spotify it says paper yeah. cuts album edit and i was like yep. what does that mean yeah so paper cuts he dropped paper cuts as a single literally like right after tickets to my downfall came out um so like i would say probably like winterish time frame last year he came out with paper cuts and it didn't have the it didn't have the the uh rap section on it um you guys haven't watched the music video for that song freaking creative genius it's such a cool such a cool uh video it's like very heavy grunge vibes like very like very heavy nirvana very heavy like sound like it's just it's such a cool video Mm. okay sweet i'll check that out yeah i love grunge um yeah I don't. I don't have strong feelings about this song. <clears throat> I have strong feelings about the next song. About the next song, you didn't even have Donda in your top five of the year last year. No, the next <laughs> song. Oh, oh, we're moving on. Okay. And no, I don't care about Kanye West at all. How dare you? I don't either. But I still think. I, I, pray but for Kanye. I still pray for Kanye think, West. No. I still think that we need to 
honor the people that are doing a good job of the thing you're doing. Like, I don't know, Slipknot. Wait, did he re- reference Slipknot in here? Well, he has this huge beef going with Slipknot. Oh, really? Why is that? Kind of like, hey, maybe we don't. How about we don't do that? How about we don't like go to war with Slipknot? Eight guys with crazy person masks on. Maybe we don't make them mad. (laughs) Did he start the beef or did they? He did. Okay. Mm. Maybe he, dude. I'm he started to, a beef with Eminem too. That's what I'm wondering. What's his deal? Is he a marketing genius? I Does don't know. beef get views? I, honest to God, if if this is all an act, he's a genius. Well, remember that. Okay, and even if it's not an act, he's still a genius. Rem- the man knows how to market. Is he like the the musical equivalent of that girl who was like selling her bathwater? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Do you know? There was what? there was what? that girl who sold her bathwater and made like a million bucks and cashed out and was just like a marketing genius and was just like how don't know but I'm just saying maybe that's the equivalent here is like he knows exactly the right things to do to be culturally relevant at all times or yeah to grab a headline yeah I mean yeah that actually if is he a genius he does he does say he's a genius. I mean, maybe he I found the lyrics Donda. on Genius.com. Oh, so <laughs> I mean, it's there. <laughs> That's the it's there on the font. Um, Should w- we talk about World War Four. WW Four. I think we're on. Uh, yeah, oh, are we on A? So, as or a no, teacher, F this song. <laughs> I was gonna. Say. Um, how effing dare you say that school is useless? <laughs> you have no idea how many dumb kids. Uh, sorry. Let me. <laughs> oh boy. You have no idea how many. Sweet, innocent, bless their heart, kids. They come up to me and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh!" oh. It started playing. <laughs> um, well, they come up to me and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a YouTube star," and I'm like, "No, you're not." And they're like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Cause you can't even write a paragraph on me." <laughs> so like. And and it's like I know that kids are gonna listen to that song and be like, yeah, screw teachers, screw school. No, no, no. If you want to do anything worthwhile, you need to learn to I don't know read. Who's gonna teach you to read? Your teachers. Who who works their butts off in like the like dumbest circumstances to make sure that you have an education and work hard, right? Like, and I'm not saying that all teachers are perfect. But as like as an actual teacher, I was pissed off at this. Mm. I was like, "Screw that!" So, so going back to our group text from this morning, um, after you said "emo girl" was your least favorite, you then said uh, "World War Four is a very close second. And literally, I was like, "It's because he's a teacher." Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason. Because <laughs> well, now you're starting to sound like a Christian mom against machine gun. Well, no, but like seriously though, because like, but the, like, but like this it, this concept in like punk music is not new i i I disagree though because i can't think of i and i love punk i've never heard a pop punk song that's like screw school the legendary pop punk band um pink floyd (laughs) yeah i mean pop punkers pink floyd and i mean yeah and you know what you know what the guy from pink floyd does not no that's we're not gonna get into pink floyd but i just i like it's it's I think that that is a a dude. You have a you have a twelve year old daughter. Do you want her to be successful? And I'm not saying like go to go to college successful. Like literally know how to write a sentence successful. 
I, I think that that is garbage, and I think that that's a horrible song to show to our kids, and it makes well, me to, mad. To be fair, <sighs> to be fair, it's not a children's album. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would go to my grave saying that his target demographic is most likely kids. I, I, would I doubt it's 30-year-old thir- men. It's probably teenage girls. I don't think it's teenage girls. I think it's like early 20s, like college yeah. age. Yeah. I th- I think it's young women. And I think here here's the thing <laughs> is I I'm not kidding you how many kids I know that are like, "Well, I don't need school because I'm going to do YouTube." I I'm not kidding you. It is an insane inappropriate amount of kids. And I'm like, you, do you know how much preparation goes into recording? Do you know how much effort goes into writing a script and editing a script, coming up with ideas, editing a video, learning about software, learning about this thing? Like you can't even indent a paragraph. You. <laughs> to be fair, to uh, be fair though, to be fair, you are, it's like, I shouldn't say you are. That seemed very attacking. I did not mean it for you. Can no, here. You can attack him. Attack. You, you can. attack. No, to be fair. Go get him. We all were there once. Absolutely. And yeah. Probably yeah. said some really stupid things when we were in middle school about right. what we were going to do with our life from the place of just absolute sheer. You're an idiot. You know nothing right. about the world. You think you do, but you genuinely know nothing about the world but here i think the only difference though is that machine gun kelly and i are the same age and we both have daughters and he should know freaking better this to write a dumbass song like I, I will say that this one did feel the most like hello fellow kids to yeah me. oh totally you know what music I mean? band yeah but like so if if maybe if there's one to like drop from the album like and you like you want to say me and my coworkers are full of shit you you really want to go there? You want to say that my coworkers and I are full of shit when we 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 freaking taught a school through a global pandemic? You want to you want to go there? That screw you! Oh my god! I'm why am I getting so mad about this? We need to I don't know. Give him give TK a Vicodin and we will. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, it's just such a weird thing to. I just like I don't know. I've I've never heard a pop punk song that says "screw school." You know who did write a song about "screw school"? Logan or Jake Paul? He has that horrible song about how school is fake and stupid, mm. and it's like the same thing. I will say, yeah, like it is a very common sentiment, right? Like I think a lot of kids feel that way. I just don't love that it's being reinforced by someone. Uh, yeah. That's my biggest That's issue. dangerous. Is just that like someone else is like, even if you're trying to be relatable, I think there's other things you could be relatable about that aren't like, I don't mm. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, like he only holds so much power right yeah. like what he says only goes so far so it's not right. like he's gonna end the world here um as much as it, i'm sure it's hurtful as a teacher my mom's a teacher too so i'm you know i kind of i i totally get that but i don't know for me it just it struck me more as like childish than like villainous i guess i don't know you know what i mean yeah i, I again though like seeing how many kids like know all the words to these songs sure it's like but like at the same time that's not Machine Gun Kelly's fault that all these kids know all the words to his songs. Well, but he has a Ooh. he has a plat he has a platform. 
Right. He has a platform that he has built and established. Right. He's well aware of how many people listen to his music. He's well aware of his target but demographic. I, I don't. He, he has every ability to not write dumb crap. I, I no. Who who held the gun to his head and say, Why don't who you held, write a line? Who about held this? the machine gun, Kelly, <laughs> to his head? <laughs> who, so here, here's the thing, though. If I think if this is a very similar issue to like, I can't listen to this artist because of something they've done. It's like you you can't. An artist can't write or not write a lyric because of someone who might hear it. Right. Otherwise, everything becomes the lowest common denominator. Just because literally any artist has an equal reach due to Spotify, right? Or wherever kids are getting it's, their music these it's days. It's the same. It's the same. Like you, we can go back to the, back to the like Mortal Kombat days, right? And talk about how Mortal Kombat almost like like went up to like the Supreme Court with what video games should or should not be as an art form. Because kids were playing these violent video games. It's like, well, maybe their parents shouldn't let them play it. Okay, I, I see both sides. I think artists should understand they have a platform. Some artists don't care. Like, for example, this was talked about a few months ago with Little Nas X. He had the huge song Old Town Road that a ton of kids were into. Mm-hmm. And then he dropped Montero. Mm-hmm. And the kids saw the music video to that. And their parents freaked out. And Little Nas X was like, well, I never said that I was... And, you know, like writing a song for kids, that's just the song I wrote. I never, he never said that himself. So right. it's, yeah. it's both Thanks. sides. But like he's. So back to, go ahead. I was just going to say like he, who, who's in schools? Well, that's what I was going to say. Who the, goes to school? The most damning piece of evidence I think is that where it is irrelevant to Don't me. tell me. Yeah. Because I'm not in school. So it that's it's inherently final nail in the coffin. This is a, to a kid. It says screw school. <laughs> that's I'm not going to be like screw baby formula. Well, I that wasn't for babies. <laughs> You're the one closed. interpreting that incorrectly. <laughs> I'm not in charge of what I write. For- <laughs> 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 Just- <laughs> another slice. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> we gotta stop stuck in Lacroix cans. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Lacroix Tower. How much of this ends up in the actual episode? I don't know. Sorry, but sorry, B. B you're you're so your, much smarter than me. Please. Talk. <laughs> your microphone's backwards. There no. you go. <laughs> I was just gonna say, out of all the songs, and it was the same thing for uh, World War Three on Tickets to My Downfall. Those two are the most old school punk songs mm-hmm. on either album. Yep. So like mm-hmm. little pushback, little pushback TK. Mm-hmm. If you start looking at suicidal tendencies, if you start looking at rancid, if you start looking at anti-flag, like any of those bands, like the OG pop, no, like hardcore punk bands, mm-hmm. they all talk about dropping out of school how it's freaking terrible, how it's a big waste of your time, so you should just bow. Like, that is not a, like Tanner, other Tanner was saying, that is not anything new to the punk genre. Right. Okay, I do really like suicidal tendencies. <laughs> and and I think... <laughs> like, like, case in point, like, I do institutionalized, like, like, their most well-known, like, popular song. That's pretty much all it talks about. Yeah, I mean, I, cool. I just, I, again, I do... Institutionalized. Right, and I, I, that is one of the greatest songs ever written. But I, yeah, which I feel, I feel like institutionalized is like a very intelligent breakdown of like what 
was happening during the like the Reagan era. Yeah. But like, again, my defense, and I'll <laughs> leave it at this, is that all of my kids know the lyrics to these songs and don't know any rancid lyrics, which I'm working to try to change. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to MGK because he says school sucks. Listen to rancid. Listen to rancid. They said it better. <laughs> I, I, I will play Ruby Soho like on a on repeat all the time in my classroom. Yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, I just... Uh, I, if he made a song calling out computer programmers, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would I be like, know. I am the only programmer who's <laughs> listened to this album. So <laughs> I don't know why it just felt like a very personal. Yeah. I that, don't know why I feel so personally attacked. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. It was, it was just a weird thing to hey, listen to a song and be you, like, hey, hey, if you need to hear this, you're, you're a great teacher and you're doing a great job with your students. Thank you. I love them a lot. <laughs> it's I, true. I straight up tell them and, that they will be YouTube stars unless they can write a paragraph. And that's good. That's, that's true. That's, good. Teacher that's what they say. need to hear. Yep. And like, I, I think at least partially like your response to the song shows that you really care about your students. Yeah. yeah for sure. But at the for same sure. time, like, yes, that song is like inherently targeted at school kids, right? Because it talks about school. Sure. But I think like, instead of lasering in on the one song, it's like, let's zoom out to the whole album and like, should they be listening to it at all? Right. It is, mm. it is a bit of an odd juxtaposition of having a song about breakup sex right next to a song about how I don't like going to school. <laughs> I don't know. There's something weird I about that. never thought of that. But hey, it's like, hey, hey, it's makeup sex. Or makeup. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. I think anti-establishment sentimentality is definitely part of the punk DNA. So right. it's not yeah, out of place. Right. It's just that no, for some all. reason. It, and and like if you're trying to dissuade people f- like from going to college, there's a reasonable argument to be made there because I don't think everyone <laughs> should go to college. I love dissuading people from going to college. That's true. Like I think it's kind of a racket in a lot of ways. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what he was talking about. Maybe we're all a little more punk than we thought. Yeah. Including Machine Gun Kelly. Maybe. 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 <laughs> that well, was thanks I, for letting me vent. Yeah. You know it. Um I'm if anything, like I think the the real concern with this song though is the fact that he's telling kids that iRobot is real. Mm. You know? Yeah, when that's not even like a good movie. It's like School or not, whatever. But like, if you believe iRobot is real, that's that's the real fear here. That someday in the future there will be machines whose sole purpose is eating houses. Like that's such a problem that they have to build these massive machines. I think about that all the time. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? There's no. these giant robots that just demolish houses. That's their whole job. And Will Smith's running through a house. Anyways, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Go watch iRobot, but don't let MGK tell you it's real. It's fine. Hide your kids from MGK. Christian moms. Or they'll believe. Christian they'll moms against my robot. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay. We landed the plane. <laughs> Should we talk about A? I'm not allowed to talk the rest of the podcast. The other <laughs> Lil Wayne. <laughs> the other Lil, the Lil, other Lil, Lil, Wayne. Lil Wayne feature. Hey. So originally Lil Wayne wasn't supposed to be on this song, but hmm. Travis Barker like sent the hook up and then Lil Wayne like wrote it over like a course of like a sh- small window in the middle of night. I listened to a um, Machine Gun Kelly talk about it. <laughs> oh, cool. Interesting. Oh, nice. um, yeah. That's interesting that Travis is 
so involved in the I mean, I guess like you said, they went on tour together. But like that he's just deeply rooted everywhere. You know? Oh yeah, he's credited on every song, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I, I just mean in all genres. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, yeah. He's a busy boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder who wrote the lyric "Wipe my nose" because it's itchy, though, because that's in this song, and that and that makes me mad. Not not for any particular reason. Just Is it too relatable? There. I think it's too relatable. It's too <laughs> punk rock for me. It's so real and raw, like just how you know he's talking about cocaine. Yeah, right? I was gonna say like you you know he's talking <laughs> yeah. about cocaine. Yeah. Okay. That's why he's wiping it, and that's why it's itchy. So. <laughs> You didn't have a cold or something. (laughs) 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 Oh man! Never change. Um. Okay. Yeah, I I think A is pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I like it. I also really liked "Fake Love Don't Last." I really liked it. I I thought that this is like this is like the most healthy one. Yeah, it's. (laughs) It like honestly though, and that doesn't mean that it's super healthy, but it is probably the most healthy one. Yeah. Um. But I was like, man, this one sounds so different. In like, it's way more pop leaning than like pop punk. And I'm right. like, why is that? Or hip hop, even for that matter. Um. The and then so I was listening to the album earlier today with like the lyrics up. Um. And at the bottom, it shows you like who it's written by. And uh, credited on this song is Ryan Tedder of One Republic. Oh, weird. Oh, no way. Who's he, written a lot he of He writes songs. tons of songs for pop artists. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like the, the hook in the, in the chorus and everything, like it's got Ryan Tedder written all over it. Um, and so, yeah, I think it does stand out though. Like it's, I, I like it as a song. Um, yeah, it's catchy. <clears throat> Yeah, I uh Thank you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I just was saying the name of the song. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um n- the next song is something that I think we're all afraid of. Fake love. Dying in California. Oh, yeah, we were just no. talking about fake love. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. I also I don't like this song. I don't like this song either. Me neither. I don't like okay. I don't he, like it. Here's the thing. I like Machine Gun Kelly's pop punk. Right. His voice is okay, but this song highlights everything that's wrong with his voice. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> drony and like I'm That's just like, why I didn't ugh. like the Misery Business cover cuz I didn't think he sang it that well. Yeah. He's he he has strengths, well, it's like but this song doesn't play to them. Also, you just the don't cover Paramore. Gunna yeah, and Young Thug are like asleep at the wheel here too. I just yeah, the rap is not like good. Them. Is Landon Barker child of Travis? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I that I assumed, but I didn't look it up. It's his baby boy. Aw. Aw. Yeah, it's real cute. Uh, I I like to skip over this song every single time. Like I think I've listened to it once all the way through, and then like that was enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we all agree, dying. California well, it's funny because actually everybody from California though goes to Bozeman to die. <laughs> like I'm, it is a full blown thing here. Because Tanner kills them. 
Yeah, Tanner. Stop I killing mean, I mean, Californians. TK. TK. No, I'm fine with them. Like, oh. I like them. I mean, Some of my best friends are from California. Also, I looked up a... This is unrelated. People in Montana love to complain about Californians moving here, but I looked up a, a map on statistically where Californians are moving, and it's pretty low percentage coming here. Yeah. It's mostly Washington, Oregon. Well, but like... Oh, yeah. I mean, those Washingtoners. Yeah. yeah. They so. suck. <laughs> Anyways... Um, we, we joke because, because I'm from Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, jo- Jonathan's from Vermont. No, no, for, I, for I mean, the sakes. Californians are mostly moving to Washington and Oregon instead of Montana. No, no, we know that okay. he was making a different joke that yeah. unrelated to what you were saying. Yeah. Here. See, the joke's yeah. actually really good. I'm, I'm just behind, man. I'm also <laughs> listening to the album in one ear right now and trying to listen to you guys in the other ear. I have an earbud in. <laughs> that's what that's for. Huh? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Because I was trying to remind myself some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to this album twice through, but mm. it was like last week, so I was having trouble remembering. Right, mm. right, 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 right. Anyways. So Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Sid uh, being from Ice Age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> they right. left without me. <laughs> I a hot take on Ice Age. I don't like it because there's only like four colors in that movie. I love that movie. There's only f- like four colors in that movie, TK and I will don't do like it. Anything to avoid talking about this album. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to talk about Ice Age. Okay, we've never talked about Ice Age on the show before. That's because we haven't done my taste in movies is terrible yet. <laughs> well, I like I like Ray Romano for the most part. okay anyways tanner take it away um i'm having to kind of read through the lyrics and remember this song a little bit to be honest because it's not a standout for me right it's the one about sid and nancy oh that's right um yeah you know i don't hate it like it's fine i don't know It's the murder-suicide one, though. That, that's mm-hmm. the one that kind of bugged me a little bit. Yeah. It bugged me a little bit, too. It's like the 13 but... Reasons Why kind of vibe. <laughs> you know what As, I mean? I feel like Sid and Nancy is like that era's 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Dang. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, like, that's... We're kidding when we say Sid from Ice Age. It's from <laughs> uh, Sex Pistols. And Nancy was his girlfriend, and I think did she stab him or he stabbed her? If I'm if I'm if I'm remembering what the movie mm. Five Hundred Days of Summer said correctly, I don't know. I don't know. Someone stabbed someone. I don't know. Someone stabbed someone, and it wasn't oh. the kid from Ice Age. It wasn't the sloth from Ice Age. I was wondering what the song was about because I couldn't tell if it was like something real or just like a story that he wanted to tell. Same. Um, yeah. So I, I, it is real. Yeah, it is okay. real. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think we're it's a, uh, super into heroin, so you yeah, know, don't do that. Mm. That's how you end up in the Sid and Nancy position, <laughs> mm. right? And I, th- I think uh, it's kind of like the same vibe as like f- for me, like the whole like to- toxic equals exciting. I, I don't think it's toxic is sexy. I think it's toxic is exciting is more kind of the vibe, and it's like uh, you know, I just I have a little bit of a hard time getting behind that but you know to each their own yeah it's like borderline fetishizing relational disputes at least not not necessarily overtly but like but like it's like what is it saying here you know right it it seems like if you present something without statement 
that's I don't know. I don't necessarily like that in this context. Well, mm. see, it makes me really afraid for my girl Megan Fox. Ultimately, <laughs> is it makes me afraid for her. Are you kidding me? Megan Fox is a flippin' psycho. You, we should fear for Machine Gun Kelly in this situation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't I, know much about the relationship. I, I, I don't know anything about her. But, yeah, me neither. I, what, B, she what, was in Jay the Bee, and I really <laughs> or Jay's Bee, and I really like that movie. B, what's your take on their relationship? I'm I'm yeah. really curious. Mm. Is she a turd? I bet I, she's I don't a know. Turd. Who, I don't know who's the turd, a turd or who's the crazy one. I think it's her. Mm. Does there have uh, to be a turd? It's both. It's probably it's both. both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, just a pair of turds. <laughs> yeah, a pair of turds. <laughs> Group together, but, each other twin flames. But okay. I, I mm. think that the honest to god truth though is that. Ice Age is visually boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh There's not a lot going on. <laughs> it's not supposed to be visually amazing. It is a literal animated picture. That's its whole deal. A dandelion? I mean, come on, anyone? No, I, don't, I don't know, right. man. I don't know. Let's just watch hey, Spirited Trevor. Away. Uh, I can get down with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Bruh. It's a film. I'm just kidding. It's a film. We watched it for film school. Um, Should we talk about Twin Flame? Yeah. You know what, kids? Here's the deal. Don't fetishize mental health <coughs> euphoria um, or, or addiction. And if you have issues, get help. And because I s- have spent a huge majority of my life not wanting to be in it. Um, and I've really struggled with mental health basically since I was in fifth grade is when I started having suicidal ideation. And, uh, yeah, I, I think like I feel for him a lot because I can identify with a lot of these lyrics. I think if I came into con, if I were like an impressionable younger person and came into contact with some of these lyrics, I feel like it would be a little detrimental, um, which is like one of my fears because I feel like there's, there's, and I, I could be wrong, and maybe this is a good thing to open up for discussion, is I feel like the end of the album, there's no, like, it, it doesn't pull around to, like, I want this to be positive, I want to change, you know, it's it's kind of just like, well, this is what it is. And that's, I, th- I think, um, dissing teachers and then that are, like, my two problems. I'm when Obviously, I'm kidding about Emo Girl. Like, I could not care less. Um <laughs> But I do think that that is pretty serious because, I mean, I, I think of like, uh, you know, the Wonder Years, their album, like Greatest Generation, which mm-hmm. is an an album that is all about, um, you know, wanting to kill yourself because you feel like a loser, you know, grieving the loss of family members. Like, so you know, and a lot of the same themes that are in here, like he lost his father. Mm-hmm. He writes a lot about that. Even in like El Diablo, he talks a lot about that. Um. <laughs> But I feel like what's so cool about The Greatest Generation is it it pulls into the territory of, like, we can still be The Greatest Generation, though this is our plight, you know? And though we struggle with these things, we're still, like, capable of growth. We're still capable of overcoming these things. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, again, like, sometimes the end messages can feel, like, disingenuous, right? Because, like, sometimes I feel like there's a pressure when we're talking about mental health issues or we're talking about serious issues is to put a nice little bow on it and to be like, well, this is, you know, 
and I, I'm, I don't advocate for that. I think yeah. say what you need to say, mm-hmm. be honest, be authentic. But again, I do think like, I, I guess like what I was questioning is like, well, where, where does this end? Or like, what's the ending? Um, or what are we left with? And I think it's one of those issues where like, I, I see a couple sides to this. One is like, if you yourself are struggling with this and nobody talks about it in any form of media, then it, it can be even more isolating, right? Which Absolutely. is, which is mm-hmm. very detrimental. But then, then it's so like, clearly I think it's important to be spoken about, right? Mm-hmm. But if the only perspective that is, we would consider safe to share is one from someone who has maybe gotten through it, like, you know, it's almost like saying like, well, if you're in the midst of this and you kind of haven't gotten through to the other side, you can't talk about it yet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's necessarily true either. So I do, but, but I mean, I think that especially in a project where there's a lot of people involved, there should be some care taken that like you don't glorify something, which I'm not saying he's doing. I'm just saying as like in general, if you're going to talk about an issue like this, um, you know, you need to... I think at least take some consideration of like how someone who does struggle mm-hmm. with this is going to see it instead of just purely venting in a way that might be detrimental towards someone like that. So right. I don't know. Again, well, I'm not saying he did that. I'm just saying that like, it actually just kind of hit me that I feel like this is like a pretty common theme in a lot of pop music. Yeah. And like, that's kind of awesome. Honestly, like the the people are that, willing to talk yeah, that about like it. We're, mm-hmm. we're getting, and that's like a very new thing. Cause I feel like even like, in 2014 2015 that was not the thing on the radio to tune in and hear and that's more of a thing that's being talked about and maybe there needs to just be grace like hey we're still learning how to discuss this i think there's also just been a lot of prominent deaths in the industry and you know i I mean like chester was one of them that we talked about last time and some others that yeah it's like obviously that's been going on for a long time too i mean nirvana was a huge one too. And Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Taylor yeah, Hawkins come on. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently. And you know, even in the rap scene, there's a ton of ODs and things like that. So yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's a fine line. Cause it's like, does that mean that the, that every single voice who is talking about this has to have like the perfectly measured take that's helpful for everyone? I don't really know, you know, but it's, but I don't know. At least I think if you if you are as successful and huge as MGK is and you have people in your camp, you need to make sure that you're um, being helpful, I would say. I don't know. That's that's I just mean, my take. But I, th- I feel like B and Tanner have brought up very good points about like, like honestly, you guys are helping me kind of like think differently about this because like. I know like if I wrote an album, I'd have a really hard time like wanting to wrap it up with a bow and be like, well, I want to help people. So I'm going to tie a bow to it. And I'd want to just be authentic and be like, this is what I'm going through. Right. Um, And people can smell when you're being disingenuous. So that actually might be counterproductive too. If it's like, oh, I just manufactured an ending for this. Right. Which I, I so twin flame, the, the song itself, um, like if you look, if you read the first like stanza of lyrics, uh, he's recalling a real conversation that he had with Megan Fox. So Megan was the one who basically said to MGK that he was her twin flame. Now the whole idea of twin flame is super new age, like spiritualism, but it's basically that like you are two halves of the same uh, soul 
put in two different bodies. So it's like your your soul, quote unquote, reflects, you know, your counterpart in someone else. So that's the idea of a twin flame. So um, she is super into all of that new age spiritualism. Um, so that's where this song is coming from. And this mm-hmm. idea of like, you say that I'm your twin flame, but I'm bad. I'm negative. Like I have all these issues and here you are. Like he's basically putting her up on like this pedestal. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which I feel like honest to God, if somebody did that to me, that would probably be my response. Like, Oh, you have, you have a gross flame then man. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want our flames to touch, you know? Um, and, and so maybe see, see what you guys are doing. You're opening my mind <laughs> and giving me, giving me compassion for, uh, yeah, I didn't. It's cool. I love, having my mind changed about stuff Mm -hmm. and i i think that that's awesome and that's like why i think people that are opinionated should have conversations yeah um like this because it's very helpful i love it Mm. i think like all in all like all the topics that we've talked about i think being you know 30 somethings who all have walked with the lord for a while now, but still also love this genre of music. Like these are all questions that you have to really think about um, from the context yeah. of, you know, what it means to, yeah, uh, be a light to the world in the midst of all the darkness that, you know, these artists that we listen to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is interesting too, to like, at least for me, he touches on a lot of topics that I don't think get a lot of airtime within the mm-hmm. walls of the church. So it is interesting to like bring those up and talk about them. And so, you know, I think that there's merit there. Yeah. Um, I feel like makeup sex is never talked about. In yeah. Church. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always at church leaving, like shaking my head. It's like, when are we going to get to song of Solomon, man? <laughs> <When> like, are, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's <laughs> their makeup sex was crazy. Dude, they were on a, the next yeah, they level. were on a, on a totally different level. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just girl, derailed girl, your, you're like, your point, oh. Nathan. Your no, teeth are straight, girl. Your neck is like an ivory tower, yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're like too deep. Oh, I saw this sign. There's a sign that I used to drive by all the time last summer where it said uh, tw- twin. It was like twin fawns loose, and I wanted oh to gosh. like take a picture of it and be like, when you're writing Song of Solomon, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say that my mind has been changed. Like I, I went into this negatively, but on in a fence writing kind of way. I think all, predominantly because I liked the instrumentation so much, um, and right. it just felt. In I guess I was comparing it to the Olivia Rodrigo album, which I, I said in that episode that I felt like it was a very emotionally mature record, especially given her age, and this felt a lot sloppier. Like just in terms of how he was expressing the way he was feeling. Um, but I don't know that I'm convinced anymore that that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, they're two yeah. different people. They, they see things in different ways. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think even given that, like they're, they're both very real and very valid and like raw. Right. Lyrics. Well, and actually, even as I think about this, if he, even if like the thing that's most offensive in this album to me is obviously the teacher comment. <laughs> Which means that he probably just has had bad experiences with teachers. Sure. Because, I mean, like, you could look at me and I'd be like, 
you know, like a big pastor is full of that. And then you'd be like, no, he's not. What you, you're so jit. And it's like, well, yeah, cause I had a bad experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I had a bad experience with the church. So I, I mean, yeah, it's just, I can, I can chill out. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, should we like, I don't know. I kind of feel like we should like rate it on a scale of one to 10. Hmm. I disagree. <laughs> Just give it an arbitrary number. You I know? feel like, to be honest, though, like straight up, I don't know that I could right now because mm. my mind has so recently been changed from what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still, I still, I feel like I need to go back and listen to it one more time, it kind of in the context mm. of what we talked about today. I, yeah. I'd like to listen to it again too, but I think the point that we brought up earlier about separating the art from the artist is something that I've been thinking about a lot because I don't think I like MGK. As a person, right? I I don't think I do. And maybe maybe I would if I met him in person. Of course, this is all from, you know, a thousand miles away or whatever. But I would like to listen to the album again without that lens on. At least try to push it away. Yeah. And to see what I thought. Yeah. Because um, th- there are a couple songs that I know for sure are going to, I would put on like a playlist. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally. Totally. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it kind of funny that like idiots like us can sit in a room and be like, I don't like this person when we've right. never met that. Right. I know. Isn't that yeah. just kind of hit me like, yeah, I should maybe not say that. Anymore. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little too judgy. It's like, I, I don't like the way this person's been portrayed, I suppose. <laughs> right. I don't like yeah. a thing I heard about this person. <laughs> Therefore, yeah, because like I would hate that if. Like I hate the idea of offending anybody, right? Or having anyone mm-hmm. not like me. And uh, honestly, the most noteworthy things about me are the negatives. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I'd want anyone to judge me on a comment I made when I was 22 years old, or the comment you made last podcast episode. You know? Yeah, like about the planes. <laughs> oh I think we're vague enough at this point. We could not cut that out. But. Yeah. Do we have to cut out? I the didn't first cut one? it out the first time. Oh my god. <laughs> I think John. I'm the, cut it I'm out the, the one time. that edits it. We cut out the very first one. Anyways, all that to say. Yep. I, I, I really like the kind of meta conversation we've had, like even beyond just MGK himself, of like approaching artists in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's definitely going to inform the way I listen to bands going forward. Yeah, they're just people. They're like you know. They're like our friends, our good friends who have done amazing things and also screwed up. Yep. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yep. So in the absence of rating this, how do we want to wrap this up? Uh, I say machine. You say... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for like ha- giving us a very stimulating debate. I'm actually really thankful that it wasn't just us dunking on him. Right. The whole time. <laughs> and thank you for your perspective, B, because I feel like we had like an actual historian. Yeah. Oh, totally. New stuff. <laughs> the and, true expert. I, I know. I sound like such a creep. No. Whatever. Like, no, oh. I, I know far too much about him. Hey, no, that's I, yeah. awesome. hey you know what? Ask yeah. TK about any tooth and nail band. <laughs> it's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, it's that's fair. so dumb. Uh, no, but we, <laughs> yeah, like, and, and I think the coolest thing is to not, like when we have guess they're like the experts on the thing um because i feel like i'm learning a lot yeah from you and and that's mm. that should be the goal and I, again i think even like stuff like this like for sure colors the way that we go about things in the future yeah mm-hmm. um and if it's like a pretty polarizing figure like i i want us to 
have as good of a d- debate on on that thing right you know mm-hmm. i love that what you guys are doing is super cool it's fun to yeah just hear it and be a part of it that's awesome yeah thanks so much for being on yeah seriously yep thank you um yeah really enjoyed it anytime invite next time you guys want to talk about like like i don't know if you i don't tanner i don't know if you even know this but i am a i've got several like Blink 182 tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like I, oh man, hardcore. Oh, I know. Blink 182 well, fan. That's our. Well, I think I'll be back for that episode. <laughs> one of the ones that I wanted to pitch for Pop Punk Pizza Party was Blink 182, because they don't have that many albums. Like we could easily rank them. Yep, we've done more albums. For we've sure. we've done more albums for bands that are way worse. We did <laughs> skill it. <laughs> yeah, I I the re I mean like how I picked up a guitar was learning blink 182 songs mm, yeah um and i think that that's probably the case with like almost every person you see leading worship at a church is mm. because blink 182 <laughs> exists so i love that yeah. it was definitely like they were a game changer for me too you know totally. you grow up uh, listening to you know whatever it is that your parents liked is this just what they would play so that's like what you kind of would listen to and then you hit that like middle school age yeah and mm-hmm. you find that one band and it just changes it all for you and that was blink 182 for me well and to go full circle i actually hated blink 182 at first because i didn't think they were punk enough <laughs> <laughs> i and i'm not even like i was like rancid's real punk floggy molly's real punk blink 182's not <laughs> <laughs> idiot so are we gonna cover flogging molly too dude that album it's like there's like a white angel falling one time we listened to it like we were cleaning out rory and i were cleaning out something and like we listened to that and it was like one of the worst things i've ever heard put to music (laughs) i was like i can't it sounds like show tunes it's like show tunes but they dropped the f-bomb and i hated (laughs) that's a fun dichotomy i know yeah anyways we're bad at ending episodes we are bad at ending episodes this has been our did you know uh, that nope Nope. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us talk about Machine Gun Kelly. And with that, hopefully your taste in music just got a little more terrible. Drop the outro music. <laughs> we don't have outro music. Can you guys look? Love yeah, we do. We have outro music? Oh, it's just yeah. the intro music. It's the intro music. We don't call it outro music. Just the music? I still have to record bass for that. We say that every single time. I know. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it needs bass. And you need to play bass on that haiku song. Oh, yeah. My five-year-old daughter and I, we have a band where she writes all the lyrics and I write all the music. And Tanner's going to play bass. It's called Haiku. Oh, cute. It's hilarious. It's like... so sweet. But it's like haiku, but spelled weird. Incorrectly. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's like... As it should be really sad math rock music that yeah. just makes no sense about princesses. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really good. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, I have enjoyed this. I'm starving, though, and I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. Thanks Likewise, for coming on. Thank you all so much. Seriously, it's such a blessing to be just a part of this. Tanner, thank you for reaching out and asking. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being on. It was it was yeah. super fun, super fun to have you. It Plus, it was good to just have some backup, you know. <laughs> hey, I told you I, I will die on this hill any day. Oh yeah, I, Love I it. maybe I like he could have made Donda, but he's he's kind of a lyrical, just brilliant genius, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
he he has his own nail polish company. Did you guys know that? Whoa, I did not know that. That's crazy. Dope. Yeah. That's cool. An entrepreneur. Sweet. Well, go eat some food. All right, guys. I will. (laughs) See you later. See ya. Good luck. (laughs) 